there. My name's Cameron Jones and I'm an environmental microbiologist. And on this week's live stream, we're going to be talking about mold odor. I'm going to be talking to you about smells, particularly decaying smells, especially after water damage. And I want to focus on the question, can we trust our sense of smell? And how important is it when we discover that there might be a funky mold smell in our home or office or car. And that is the topic of this week's live stream. And to kick it off, I want to focus on the well-known model and actress Megan Fox, who is currently in a legal dispute with a range of different people regarding the mold contamination that she alleges pervades her home. And I want to use this as the springboard for talking about this central question. Can we trust our sense of smell to protect us from danger? And I want you to just think about smell for a little bit. Over summer, for example, you might think of coconuts and think of sun or sand. If you smell cut grass, do you automatically think of springtime? But what, what is it when you think about mold? Is it always decay? If you're a horticulturalist, it might be a nice smell with a compost heap. And so I want to get into what are the foundations of mold odour? And it's something that you need to consider. Smells from fungi are called aroma compounds and they are specifically called volatile organic compounds or VOCs. Now, many VOCs are pleasant. Think of fermentation from grapes, for example, but some of them are definitely unpleasant. Think of a uh, waste pit with garbage. Now, that's not a nice smell. But what is that mold smell? Well, it's something called mushroom liquor, and it has a chemical formula, which I have up on this slide here, one octen ol And there are approximately 300 VOCs. The dominant one which causes that mold smell is this one octen ol And scientists are beginning to study these aroma compounds and similar to the microbiome, they call it the volatilome. And this is something which I predict will be an increasingly important area of research and applied research to understand how water affects buildings and what smells are given off during the decay process, if there is in fact one. And that leads me on to something that we need to discuss about odour. And Shakespeare summed this up in his quote, a rose by any other name, what would it smell like? And so if we look at what the research says about this question, we need to recognise that the words we use to explain or associate a particular smell has a very strong impact on whether we 
register that smell as being pleasant or how intense that smell odor will be. And in essence, how aroused we will be by that smell. Now, certainly when people ring me on the phone week in, week, week out to talk about their specific situation surrounding water damage and their fears for their health and that of their family. Oftentimes they say, after the water damage, the smell was really bad. We couldn't go into the room, but now it's not as bad, but we've got mold on the wall. And so in this week's live stream, I'm explaining why that phenomena actually occurs. But I want to take you back to the connection with the words we use to describe odors and some really important research discovered that even a positive experience to a plate of food which people find agreeable after a few minutes of smelling that agreeable smell it's going to lose its power of arousal and so the words that are used such as countryside farm or banana bread or even spearmint chewing gum when odors are presented to subjects with those names people overwhelmingly find them more pleasant than when the same odors are presented to the subjects with negative words such as cheap cologne or dirty clothes or hospital disinfectant meaning that the words we use to describe the odor has a significant impact on how we register those smells. So therefore, can we trust our sense of smell? Because universally, people usually consider mold to have negative associations. So we need to go into the research literature yet again and focus on something called microbial VOCs. Now, these are the specific odor compounds given off by bacteria, yeast, and fungi, and they are strongly associated with the experience of sick building syndrome. So those individuals who are exposed to MVOC odors, that is the odors themselves, often complain of headaches, dizziness, fatigue, and asthma-like symptoms. Now, I want to review a publication which just came out in the research literature, which examined when odors were emitted from wet building materials. And these scientists looked at a particular fungus called Aspergillus niger, and they discovered that the MVOCs were given off in what's called the primary growth phase or the exponential growth phase. That's when all of the odor producing MVOCs are liberated. And guess when that exponential phase starts and finishes? It's approximately one to 14 days. After that two week period, the mold, the Aspergillus niger, goes into its resting phase or its lag phase. And the liberational production of MVOCs is greatly reduced. So we don't need to put a name to that odor. We all know what mold smells like. 
So in a sense, forget about the association of the word with the odor. If you can smell mold, it means there is active mold or active cell growth occurring. And that is really important to be aware of. Which leads me into the conclusion to this presentation. And that is MVOCs are early warning signs of microbial activity in the exponential growth phase. And these odor clues are particularly useful for tenants and homeowners or anyone concerned about being exposed to water damage, especially if you can't see it. If you can smell it, it means that there is a strong probability that there is active mold growth going on somewhere. And this cannot be underestimated by insurance assessors and anyone involved in inspecting buildings for suspect mold hazards to occupants. I should conclude by saying that the study of the volatilome is a, a beautiful area of research and there is a lot of fantastic studies being done. And that mold odor, that one octanthriol smell, when this is presented to embryonic cells, it's found to be 80 times more toxic than toluene, which is found in petrol, acrylics, glues, and that sort of thing. Similarly, this one octanthriol is also associated with Parkinson's disease. So it's important to be aware that the field of research is called the volatilome, but the very identification of that pungent mold odor means that there is definitely cell activity and that cannot be underestimated. In any case, thanks for joining me this week. Please follow and subscribe to any of my social channels at Dr. Cameron Jones. See you next week. Stay safe. Bye for now. Thanks for joining me this week on The Mold Show. Make sure to visit our website at themoldshow.com where you can subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow up on specific content or any of the references that were discussed, which I always put up on the show notes. If you found value in this podcast, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or tell a friend or share this episode out to your network and family. As always, you can reach me on socials at Dr. Cameron Jones, and I'm always happy to answer your questions. Have a great week and bye for now. 